Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Word is a proud media partner of Latitude Festival 2012. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.latitudefestival.co.uk. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. Being eaten with a knife and fork, or something to that effect. Yeah, it says uh, you are what you eat, and it's a pig eating some bacon. (laughs) Right. I have a few food-related ones. I have one that says... uh, Tasty salted pig parts. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Which is from a butcher in San Francisco, but I wore into an um, Islamic country recently and had to remove in the toilets before I went through immigration, just to be on the safe side. Right, I wasn't nobody, nobody told to. you to do this. No, 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 you no were I was right, just being careful. But you also do, am I right in thinking, you own a T-shirt saying, meat is murder, tasty, tasty murder. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> guilty of that one too. I'm so afraid, that's yeah. three meat-based T-shirts, right? I, uh, You've probably got there may be more. Se- there may be more. ...section of his wardrobe. <laughs> so, anyway, the, um, the, the John Peel Record Collection, uh, which has been this weekend given to the nation, I think, um, uh, from his estate, and has now appeared on... started to appear on the internet. Um, ha- have we seen this, Fraser? Have you had a look at this? I have, yeah. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. I wouldn't go so far as to say I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> is it because you don't think of the? Don't think it works on the app as much as on the? It's, it's, it's a web thing, but I, I just I don't like it. I think it's, it's it's an incredible database of music, and I would like to see it displayed as a database. I'd like basically, it, I'd like to be able to search it. Instead, it's this they try to manually uh, recreate the experience of browsing through shelves by. Clicking and, and, and well, let's explain what they what they appear to have done. You tell me if I've got this right or wrong. They they've started off. They have the, obviously the 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 business of trying to digitise or put into a database all however many hundred thousand of them there are would take absolutely years. And so instead, they've said, okay, we're going to take the first hundred A's 
and we present them on a sort of record rack on this site. Just the spines, and you can kind of go along and click, and and it'll tell you what the records are, and then they're going to take the first 100 Bs, the first 100 Cs, and so forth. And I have to say, I was having a look at it last night, and I rather liked it, actually, because I like the kind of bizarre serendipitousness of it you know that the you just you just went along and it i think Stuart mccann written a piece about this in the times today actually which i thought was quite interesting it says it's not really a collection it's an accumulation mm. you know it, it, these are the tools of his trade you know i suppose it's something that i touched upon when i wrote that thing about record collections about a about a year ago and it is about it is random what you fall upon because the spines are too small for you to actually see what you're looking it's at it's difficult but when to pinpoint them this is another thing yeah. i don't like about it you have to put your finger on it and then you probably get the one sort of three spines down from the one that you meant oh yeah okay <laughs> i know i can see what, i can see what you mean but i i am sure there's always ways that the interface could be better but what i like is the idea that he had, you know, the A's, obviously, uh, but he has two albums by ABC. He has the He's look got an ABBA album, which is crazy. He's got one ABBA album. Voulez vous Yeah. <laughs> so he hasn't sort of thought about it and thought, well, I ought to have a greatest hits, or, you know, mm. uh, he just ends up with one ABBA album. He's got the abrasive wheels record when the punks go marching in. He's got, oddly enough, got three David Ackles records. <laughs> and so it's trying me. It's less interesting for the detail. And more for it's almost like reading somebody's palm. You know mm. what I mean? That you, you get what an impression of a to personality. Leave out is, is as interesting. Well, as he, what he probably he's got, didn't you know? even choose to leave it out. You know mm. what I mean? It's just what you end up with. You know, what, could somebody go into your records and look at them and go, "I'm going to give you a sketch of the kind of the personality and the inclinations of the individual." Mm. that these records attached themselves to. Do you think there's anything in that? Uh, possibly, yeah. You wouldn't be able to do it so accurately with me, or actually if you did, you'd only get the last year of my life because I didn't have any vinyl before then. And right, you just yes. started buying vinyl over again. again, yeah. haven't you? I have to get rid of it all. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what this, uh, this um, uh, communicates to me very clearly is that John Peel's almost desperate over-inclination towards the underdog. Yes, you know, <laughs> and the obscure. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to have an Amber album, but only one. Well the, well, the one I listed upon now was Act One by Act One. Yes. <laughs> what is this? Well, well, Can it, you please send me... He probably just didn't have the heart to throw it away or yeah. something. Probably, or he might have played it occasionally. It was I don't know. given to him down in reception by some young young group. And it was always... Yes. But you say that, but it, what it looks like to me, and these are photographs of the actual shells themselves, is that they look... Like they've been used. That's not a hundred mint condition albums crammed into a shelf. No, no. Look no. at the top of them. They're all well played, which is staggering considering the size of his overall collection. I suppose so. But do you think it's been carefully curated to look well played? Yeah. Do you think they've taken a, a <laughs> they've selection them. of? But I, I think I thought it was really interesting that he's, I think he's got three records by David Ackles. You know, kind of minor electro singer-songwriter. Mm. Uh, and I bet you anything that when you, get, when you get to tea, he hasn't got three albums by James Taylor. No. Because he'd probably have thought, oh, somebody else is taking care yeah. of loving yeah. James Taylor. My job is to... To represent the underclass. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, thought it was really, I thought it was really interesting. And I just thought it was worth mentioning on the podcast uh, as being one end of the, of the spectrum that, where you might find music. Mm. And the other end is, is the new Spotify iPad app, which I was having a look at yesterday. And Spotify seems to have... This is now the real problem about sampling music mm. that you used to you used to go into places called shops and you know big old mega stores and Bald and Oye years ago wrote a piece about mega stores saying that they all they all have a slope that leads in from the street 
Yeah. So they, you kind of totter in, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they have a huge, great opening. They didn't <laughs> a have massive a, mouth. They never had a small door. Me. They had an absolutely vast mouth, which kind of narrowed to a kind of cave at the back of the yeah. place. You know, escalators going down into the bowels yeah. of the yes. mysterious. It's really interesting. They're like sort of modern tube stations, like yeah, this, aren't yeah. they? Um, casinos. Yes, <laughs> casinos, very, very similar. You kind of had to, you had to physically resist to being, avoid being drawn in. And that kind of worked mm. as a way of encountering music. You walked in there and there was piled up at the door all the kind of new, the new stuff, all the stuff that was in the charts. It's almost like you leave time at the door when you go as well. <laughs> you hand in all your, your mobile phone and your watch and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've slowly found your way to the odd bit of the soundtrack section or the, I don't know, the, the strange metal subcategory that you wanted to find. And that sort of worked. Whereas now what you have in things like Spotify is a tiny door onto the street behind which is everything. And therefore, how would you ever find everything? Mm. How's there any way of accessing everything? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I suppose the same thing applies with iTunes. It applies with Amazon. You've got more and more stuff you could have and less and less hints as to what you might like. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel like that? Well, the, the one that we've just... Um, what's the one that you were looking up the other day that we've just done a piece on the... Um, uh, the Pandemonium record. No, not Pandemonium. Or Tomahawk. The Tomahawk, yeah, which actually... That's great because it's like a, a little bit of like Last FM type thing. So it will oh, right. play, play you a selection of what it thinks you will like. And that appeals to me because it means I'm not having to buy what it thinks I will like because that always irritates me. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You like... Um, you like, uh, you know, some glam rock bands, so you're necessarily going to like King Charles and his new record or something, which is just not going to happen. Um, but if something's actually um, on in the background, playing, you know, allowing a selection of its music wash over that, you th- that it thinks may appeal to you, I think I'm more likely to, to get turned on to stuff, as yeah, they say, yeah, yeah. If, it's, if it's not being sort of, um, sort of forcibly suggested that I would like it, if it's just playing in the background. So that's quite a good idea, but... Do you ever find yourself directed by any of these? Yeah, absolutely. I'm very analogue in this respect, even though I'm I'm the digital editor here. um, The way I buy records is I'm on the mailing list of seven or eight different shops that specialise in uh, vinyl. Strange stuff, basically. Strange stuff, yeah. (laughs) Every Friday, some emails will drop into my letterbox saying, this is new, and a little bit of a description, and I'll go, that sounds interesting, and I'll buy it. And I won't try and hear it first. Yes, Even though I could. there was a debate about this yeah. on the site this week, wasn't there? I, I want to have the experience of it arriving, having forgotten I've ordered it in the yeah. first place. So it's like a Christmas present when it arrives. And I don't know having heard a snippet of it. Of yeah, that, I haven't heard a snippet artist, of it. So yeah. I'll open it up and I'll play it and I'll, I'll either love it or hate it or I'll give it a few more spins. And if you really it hate it, what do you do time. with the record? Does I don't really hate show? anything at all. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You see, his Fraser, he says, I hate, I'm sure I'm not the first person who said this. You're a pretty unusual person when it comes to your interaction <laughs> yeah, I think with music. Was the first. No, <laughs> no, I don't say that in a derogatory way at all. But you, you sort of, you don't get bothered by things you don't need to get bothered by, do no. you? Mm. You know. Whereas it was this correspondence actually started on the website. I can't remember who started it this week. Woodface, I believe. Woodface. They got, <laughs> Fraser even remembers the name of the people who post these things and said. It said, I've bought or I've ordered the Alabama Shakes record, and I can't remember which Django, other one. Django, Django. Django, Django. These are both, you know, much kind of... Well, I think the expression he used was hype. Much hyped. Mm. Records. And I'm really Buzz worried man. I won't like them, and that I might have been duped. <laughs> and so there then ensued an interesting conversation about, 
you know, why should you bother? Had can you, you hide... ordered it then? Had I think you'd ordered yeah, it yeah. or something. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, where does the hype come from nowadays? Mm. You know, it, it doesn't come from some some evil cackling dictator sitting in some record no. company headquarters thinking he's going to foist things on people, you know. Hype is reflected in the number of YouTube listeners. Yeah, and, and, and like hype that. is usually And that's all real people. It's real people, so it's not hype. Right. And it's based on one track that gets, this, you know, flying around the offices of the world. Have a look at this, they're interesting. They sound like the real thing, in inverted commas, and then that's, that'll be your... And that's the way it starts, certainly. But yeah. it, can only, it can only get a certain flying speed... If people genuinely like it, absolutely, mm, yeah. Because it, if, if not, it gets stuck at twenty thousand. Well, wouldn't if it? It, if it's stuck, people aren't sharing it, which gives it the big numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I suppose that the point I was making with Woodface is, why do you feel that you have to like things? <laughs> mm. Which is the thing I find myself having this conversation with people all the time, people say to me at parties, what should I be listening to? Yeah. You shouldn't be listening so to anything want, at all. So you want your opinion to, to tally with the hype that the world has? Is that generally what people, what people I feel? I get that impression from people. Yeah. Uh, you know, that they feel it's important to keep in with whatever... And this particularly applies in music. It seems to apply more in music than it does in films or mm, yes, books or anything I like, like that. I do know. like that attitude more than people who are determined to hate everything that everyone else likes, which is 50% well, okay. of the population. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I hope I'm not as extreme as that. But, you know. <laughs> You're heading in that direction. I like to be the contrarian. You know. I thought of the people that said, you know, that immediately after video games, that everyone has sort of exhausted Lana Del Rey's video games, all the people who then decided that she was a fake. Online. Yeah, oh, well, that's a different she thing. she had a real name. <laughs> well, that, I suppose that's a slightly different trend, isn't it? That's when you get 70% of the available people liking something. Yeah. So the other 30% form themselves into an opposition. A real they? opposition, yeah. That's, real that's, that's what happens, you know. It's like I've always had that theory about what happens with magazines. You know, mm. they get to a certain level of popularity and they only go down. Yeah. Because you can't increase beyond that level because you'll get the contrary... Opinion will be stronger than the the, yes, than the positive yeah. opinion. It, ju- it just uh, will happen. Haven't you ever found with them um, that it's hard for you sometimes to embark on a band that you know that you ought to like because you know they're very very good and they have a massive back catalogue of stuff that you've never scratched the surface of? Like for me, it would be the Smiths. I know that what I've heard by the Smiths I like, but I'm never going to go out and buy. Uh, the definitive box set of the Smiths and sit and listen to it because I know that I know the opinion I'm supposed to have about it. And I find it almost intimidating to think, oh, God, I've got to get to know this group and then make the same point that everyone else has made for the last That's years. a really interesting point, isn't it? I mean, why do you think there's an opinion about it that you've got to have? I don't know. That it's the same opinion as anybody else? I guess it's detecting, because I know that what I know of them I like and therefore I want to have the opinion that people have that they are an amazing band. So it's sort of, it's not like, um, I mean, I don't like Bowie's stuff very much at all. So I'll hear... Yeah, yeah. I'll hear, I'll hear Bowie and I'll think, I'm never going to get into this because I'm not attracted to being in that world that's going to discuss why he's the, you know, the greatest person that ever lived. But with someone like the Smiths, I know that I probably could really get into it. It's just too intimidating. I think I'd rather listen to this obscure um, violin record from 1922. Because <laughs> so you're, you're sort of taking the John Peel uh, attitude, aren't well, you? Well, sometimes that... it's the easier one as well. No, okay. or, or you can go the other way and you can be, you know, you can feel like this, this amazing record came through the other day uh, by a band called Fly. Flying Colours, 
um, which are um, they're a kind of supergroup made of session men from the the nineties, and it's this isn't it amazing? Phrase you bought it on vinyl straight away. I have away. already. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you're both weird. Go on, explain <laughs> this. Like I've ex- heard this in the in the office. Oh, it's it's this is like a satire on a seventies prog. Group, it's a kind it? of roller coaster ride through. There's um, a bit of prog. There's a bit of AOR. There's a bit of uh, proper hard rock in there, but it's. Uh, it's funny because it's, it's a lot like the kind of stuff I was listening to when I was 17 and 18 yeah. and find very difficult to listen to now. But there's something a bit more embarrassing, a bit more 80s about that stuff than this album feels to me. But I, it's Yeah, but it's done with massive affection as well. That yeah, you, you get the sense that they... Um, they don't realise that it sounds dated. Like, even though the cover art is, is is dated, the font on the back looks like something from about 1987 or something. Um, but they're, they're brilliant musicians. And it, I don't know, for, for me it feels like it's a kind of a real space to walk around in, that record, because you know that it's not going to be not really going to be talked about and that it's really brilliantly played so you can kind of feel it's your own little world so it's a greenfield site <laughs> it's also done with a, a, a real sense of humour I think yeah which, a lot of the bands who they sound like they're copying a bit didn't probably have right going back to the Smiths and David Bowie for a moment because in interesting cases the Bowie is an interesting case particularly in the word office because I take against David Bowie as do you Kate as do you Fraser largely because Jonathan Sellers and Mike Seventy That's Johnson in, in the office <laughs> Just worship him. Well, if you, if you, you think, well, you're taking care of that. I can afford to take the contrary the point of view. Representation is there already. Therefore, That's fine. Yeah. If, you, if you look at the the um, last FM Word magazine, the most played artist, David Bowie is right at the top by yeah. considerable amount. Yeah, fine. Uh, Nothing to do with me. Now, you, if you take the Smiths, another case. I, I've always had the feeling about the Smiths that they, and I suppose this applies to nearly all acts, that the hardcore of the Smiths faithful where the flame of affection burns brightest is amongst people who were born at a certain point and got into music at a certain point. Mm. And, and to them, there will never be anything greater than that. Just like I think you probably say the th- same thing about me and Mark and the Beatles. Mm. Um, and what, to me, is interesting is, is when somebody comes along like you who hasn't grown up with them, mm. and your point of view on them ought to be different from the point of view of the people who had grown up with them. Yeah. Because that actually tells you a lot about them as music. Yes. Not just as, oh, I, they've always been important to me. They, you know, they bring back the time when I was 17 or yeah. <laughs> all those all those other feelings which cloud your judgment so much. But actually what I have instead is this, the weight of this unimpeachable group on my shoulders. <laughs> when am I going to sit down and actually... It's like watching The Wire. When am I going to watch The Wire from the beginning to it's the end? It's a big commitment. It's a huge commitment. It's, I yes. have to use yeah. the, lose the use of so my no, legs. you don't have to. You know, what you, you see, I'm not a Smith fan, but I, I can have three or four interesting things, forgive me, to say about the Smiths, two or three records. Mm. And I don't care that I... If somebody says to me, well, you've got to listen to all the albums, no, you don't. Yeah. You can listen to as little or as much as you want. It doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't devalue your judgement or your emotional responses to that music. I think also it's very hard to have an emotional response to something that everyone else has one to. If you feel a, a massed army of people are in love with a band or a particular artist, I find it hard to be in love with them myself because I feel that the love that is there is being split up between so many thousands of people. <laughs> and, you know, what are you going to get of it? You're standing right at the back of the stage. This is not snobbery, then, No, no, no. no it's, it's much more of a, um, a, a sort of innate reaction to it for some reason. You know, something that is not... Um, not well loved, I find it easier to feel affection for because I feel I'm closer to 
the, the source, if you get what I mean, yeah. without all these fans in between that yeah. are already saying, I love this person much more than you do. You'll never get anywhere near this sort of thing. So, so Smith's, for me, have been one of those bands that have always been there, and uh, I owned Smith's records in the past and don't anymore. And I kind of like them, and I know that if I sat down with Smith's records, I would probably love them. I, I genuinely believe that. But I kind of think I don't have to. Because yes, that's it. It's, you don't want it's to there like in the ether you anyway. You don't want to like them. No, I, I do like them. No, but no, no, now hang on a second. I'm making, a, I'm making a distinction here. There's liking things and then there's wanting to like things. And sometimes you approach music thinking, I want to like this. I feel in the mood to like this yeah. at the moment. I feel there's I something feel emotionally it, yeah. within me <laughs> that could be met by this music. And sometimes it meets it and sometimes it doesn't. Yes. You know, it's like... I keep coming, you know, my theory is that, you know, music should be a thing that happens to you. Mm, as soon mm. as you go looking for it, it's like love. Yeah, <laughs> you know it is, I mean? it's <laughs> You go looking for it, it's not there. You yeah. know, it'll arrive, and all you've got to hope is that you're receptive at the point that it arrives. Yeah. But being the people we are, and this particularly applies to blokes, and this is something that Stuart McCandy has again touched on in his piece in The Times today, Blokes feel that they ought to like things sometimes. They ought to sign up to things, you know what I mean? Mm. And sometimes their feeling about oughtness is stronger than their affection for the thing that they actually hear. Stronger than a natural attraction. A natural attraction, yeah. Well, it's like um, uh, the old thing, isn't it, of sort of... um, um, hearing a song on the radio and 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 not making a decision on 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 whether you like it until you found out who it's by there yes. is a bit of that and I, i've never personally had that i've always had the opposite so well because you know, that's because you're a lady because i'm a lady <laughs> um but yeah I mean, it's a bloke thing yeah yeah i find it so odd though that you know, no, you've got to put it through a little filter of critical but you see blokes value blokes attitudes to rock terrible sweeping generalization very much like blokes attitudes to football if they're interested in football, which is, if their team do it, it's fine. If anybody else does it, it's not. Because their loyalty to their team is stronger than their appreciation Mm. of football. And then with cult acts, in in quotes, it works exactly the same way, because you're not um, one in a... um, you're not the only person that's following sort of um, uh, Lewis Taylor or somebody. You know there's an army out there that's following Lewis Taylor, so you're attaching yourself to another another mass of people who are following an unknown artist, the same way that you might attach yourself to the Smiths or something. So actually you're still looking for your kind in the underdog world as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you like to feel, blokes like to feel, that the things they like are not just better, that they're of a morally higher order than other things. <laughs> They like to think that the acts they like have a purity of motive that doesn't apply to the acts that they don't like. Which, of course, is nonsense. I like the opposite. I like the acts that I know to be really anal and meticulous (laughs) and mean and (laughs) money-grabbing, but make nice music. You have been listening to the free feed of the Word podcast. The full album-length version is only available to subscribers to the magazine. To sign up... And to hear the rest of this podcast, go to www.wordpodcast.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 